Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I'm your host slash Crypt Keeper. I am Grayson. This is uh, where we're at. Um, I play <laughs> Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man. So last episode, or even the previous episodes, Jack's still just a wee bit tired, like second level exhaustion. He was able to sneak backstage. He's got a little bit of a developing uh, skin condition, which is weird to say because uh, he can actually see his skin now, which is weird. He was able to nab Christine's voice. I think he was like in the wrong key or something like that. And I think the last thing that he remembers seeing at least was some random dude in the same area where Larry and Mary are. Hello, everyone. I am Ben Magnet. I play Mary Frankenstein, our barbarian paladin. Whoop, 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 whoop. I got that holy energy up in here. <laughs> and last time, y'all... I was hoping to have a great night at the opera. You know, listen to Christine sing, maybe the great, 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 great grandfather of Freddie Mercury come out and do a little ditty. I don't know. <laughs> That's a night at the opera joke for those of you who are confused. But instead, poor Larry finds out that one of the three best friends is a god dang serial killer. <laughs> Things are bad. They're really, really bad. And I, of course, decided to wear a costume that is two sizes way too small. <laughs> Mary is not comfortable in high society at all. But then out of nowhere, we see this dude come from behind myself, Larry and Marlo and introduces himself as some character named Dorian Gray. I don't know. I've never seen a picture of him. I don't know who this fool is. And I am just like. Essentially, I am that panicked soccer mom who forgot her kids' equipment and then 20 other things just decided to domino from that. So Mary's freaking out. Things aren't well for him at the moment. And yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Larry Talbot, a lycanthropic warlock. Last time. Okay, so we were on our carriage making our way to the opera after a lot went down in Stratford. Hopefully we're coming here for a bit of a distraction, try and figure out Phantom's thing that ultimately, as far as we know, is supposed to bring Emotep back of just do a little bad, get a little good. We got here. Phantom oh so graciously gave me his mask that then domino effect into Larry in very quick succession, learning a whole lot about Phantom that he did not know before uh, and is now taking up the persona of the serial killer, at least it's a masquerade, at least it's a costume party to kind of water that down a little bit. But he's got a lot of new information, a lot of stuff is going down, and now the host of the whole event is right behind us at the same time that <laughs> some of our party members have ruined his event. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm sitting here. I don't know what I'm talking about either. I'm so scared. Um, and so now we're just kind of here and we're just going to feel out the situation. I'm probably going to make a dumb choice that is either like a 4D chess move or the stupidest thing I can do. 
but I'm excited to see how it's going to (laughs) happen. Hello, everyone. I'm Aaron, and I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard, and I'm ruined. Last session. (laughs) Last session. uh, My beautiful tactician brain keeping uh, my backstory out of Larry's hands backfired tremendously when I did not get to be the one to break that news. And instead, it's just unfiltered serial killer fun facts. <laughs> Didn't realize we were going to the true crime podcast of side quests, but that's fine. <laughs> and uh, now I ostensibly have Christine's voice, but it's probably short lived before I realize it's in the wrong key. I think you already have. Oh, oh I, I'm aware of that. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. Very generous. Good, I can fix it. Yeah. I think you realized that as it was happening. Sweet. Uh, unfortunately, I have to take a little pause on the voice game to go meet my new best friend, probably, Doreen Gray. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bailey, and I play Dorian Gray, the College of Eloquence bard, because speech is my most potent talent. Uh I'm eternally 19 years young, <laughs> definitely, and uh, I'm just a little stinker, that's all. You have no reason to be afraid. <laughs> we're, all, we're all here to have have a little party, just a, just a teensy, teensy little misunderstanding, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> you're like the Ian Dark version of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? That was pretty good. <laughs> I'm hearing such a happy-go-lucky voice, and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? There's definitely not another shoe. (laughs) What are you you talking about? This man only wears one shoe. And you know, with that, let's go find that other shoe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so before we get started, Jordan, card of the day. Card of the day. There's a card I really, really want. See if we get it. Pull the moon. The moon? No. (laughs) (laughs) How about we don't pull the moon? I don't know. I think that would be really fun. I don't think so. It's not a good premonition. It's pretty bad. I have pulled the death card and the devil card. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Oh, shoot, dude. Uh, A good sign. Good sign. Vaguely foreboding. Vaguely foreboding. Love it. (laughs) Okay. So death the card of death would give me uh, resistance to necrotic damage and speak with dead. Doesn't really feel like that will have much use here. The devil, on the other hand, you're considered proficient in sleight of hand. Your proficiency bonus is doubled. You can sense the nearest valuable item or cache of treasure as a bonus action. You may make a sleight of hand check against an enemy to either steal an object from them or plant an object on their person. Which could potentially be good if I want to stay on under the radar and do some shady shit, which is not on the radar, but maybe it should be now. Let's see. Flying by the seat of my pants. Let's go devil card. All right. Are you ready? Tantrum off. Dorian pulls my mask off and then I look at his painting. Oh. <laughs> we just scream at each other. <laughs> so the audience is now beginning to stand and disperse after Dorian's announcement and a very frazzled Christine, missing her voice, starts to make her way backstage. And I'm going to have her roll perception. That's a three. Oh. So she does not recognize the fluffy, red, giant, behatted man. <laughs> 
So she is not looking stage left where Phantom is hiding in the rafters in his very obvious costume. <laughs> Come on, Christine. Instead, she is going directly center backstage and looking right at <laughs> the invisible silhouette of Jack and not noticing uh, anything's wrong. Oh, thank God. As she goes... I would like to, in a sort of stereo surround sound, so it's not clear where it's coming from, you know, who it is, press to digitate my voice and say, hello, my angel of music. I want you to roll perception as you do that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, spaghettios. 16. With a 16, as she is heading backstage, she does seem a bit frazzled, but she's got somewhat of a fugue state about her. And as your stereoscopic performance rings out above her, you notice for only a brief moment, she seems to stop in her place. Now, am I doing this more through like breath cues and walking? Because you're I'm blind. blind. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a small gasp and then everything resumes as though you were never there. How? There she <laughs> uh, I'm going to start feeling around like a mess, uh, like bumping into stuff and shoving text and just saying Jack at like regular voice volume until I get his attention. Jack. Jack. I'll start making my way over to him with the uh, conch in hand. As you do. And as Christine is making her exit past you, roll insight. Okay. That's wonderful. Uh, Nine. It sounds like Phantom's in kind of a panic. Damn it. You should go check on him. I'm going to feel your face and then think you're just another tech and I'm going to like shove you. Jack. Jack. Phantom. 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 Oh, there you are. Give me the conch, Jack. Yeah. Uh, it sounded a little weird, but I got the voice. Sounded a little weird. Indeed. She was pushed out of key. How did she look? Uh, she looked fine um as if she was ready for a performance i'll say she ignored me me <laughs> i will say that she was a little taken aback by something as she was walking away i should hope so to think that i taught her everything she knows that i taught her how to use that beautiful voice and she sings out of key do you want to go pay her a visit in the backstage <laughs> i do but first uh and i'm gonna like I want to be like a whoopee cushion, like when you let the air out of a balloon, and just the voice comes out like, <laughs> the uh, Inspiration. We need to get her singing again, Jack, but for real this time. I can't bring Imhotep back with a flat performance. That sounds fine. Uh, just let me know when you want to try and work on that. Jack. I have the feeling that we might need to do something, dare I say, dramatic in order to uh, make our way out of here and make a statement. I think that host of ours, Mr. Gray, is the reason that Christine's fallen off, so to speak. So if you look up there, you're going to see a chandelier. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> right. If you could position yourself in such a way that you could... Drop it on the audience if I give you a signal. Uh. So far, the audience appears to be vampires and people who can be drained for gallons of blood without any damage. So honestly, I think it will probably be a minor inconvenience to them, but it would really piss him off, I bet. I'll head up there and be in position. Mm -hmm. 
You but, um, are a hero, Jack. You must know that. A true friend. Now for DM stuff. Is there, I don't know, a cave system leading to a mirror in Christine's uh, dressing room or <laughs> something to that effect? No, like a crypt. Roll just a straight D20. For luck. Come on. What does a seven get me? <laughs> With a seven, this is not the Paris Opera House. Is there a, well, there wouldn't be. That sounds really stupid. But you know what? Is there at least like a window-esque thing that I could walk up from the outside and do like a poor man's interpretation <laughs> of going through a mirror? <laughs> Uh, if you can really sell it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stumble my way outside, and eventually I'm going to try and do a smash through the window, I guess. <laughs> Plan pending. All right. So you head backstage. Jack heads up through the rafters towards where the chandelier is affixed to. I'm going to take this time to cut back to Team Balcony. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So after Dorian Gray makes his big entrance and his big thing, I instantly just get up and just face him like, who the hell are you? As I said, delightfully gigantic man, <laughs> I am Dorian Gray. It is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yes, it's such a, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, it's all right, Mary. It's it's nice to finally meet our host. Terrible plan incoming. Uh, it's so good to meet you, Gray. I am the Phantom of the Opera. I'm sure you've heard of me. I just glare over at Larry like, Nani! <laughs> <laughs> I heard you had a splendid performance here in, well, I just couldn't miss it. Um, may I make an insight check on that? Please do. Go ahead and roll insight. <laughs> and while you do, Larry, as you're saying that, Marlo clocks what you're doing and gets the biggest smile on his face. Oh, if he likes that oh. idea. As he sits back. <laughs> it's a dumb idea. And just watches. That motherfucker. He knows it's stupid. 23. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Again, Larry can't lie. Can't lie. But what are you going to do? Roll either deception or performance opposed to that 23. <laughs> Come on, Larry. You got this. Both are a plus three. So you can do it with a nat 20. Come on, Larry. It's a two. I'm going to... I've got a point of inspiration. I've got a point of inspiration. It's an 18. No! Oh, no! It's an 18. So that's a 21 opposed to a 23. At least it's not blatantly, stupidly obvious with that two. <laughs> <laughs> so Dorian, you know that Larry's not telling the truth, but to what end you're not sure of? So Dorian gives you a look, smiles and says, Oh, well, the famous Phantom of the Opera, well, it is deliciously fortuitous that I've finally made your acquaintance. And uh, he gives his hand for you to shake it. Ah, uh, yes. I step in between them. Oh, yes. <clears throat> you snuck up on us. I don't like it when people sneak up on us. I'm sorry, my big man. The performance must have been so intoxicating that you just didn't notice my entrance. 
Well, I wasn't meaning to sneak up on you like that. I do apologize. Yes, of course. It was uh it was simply uh enrapturing. Uh quite a quite an event you have here. It's so nice to finally meet our host. I'll say. And Marlo's going to stand up and extend a hand to shake for Dorian. I accept your apology and appreciate the invitation. I take it that you are the patron of this grand town. Uh, yes, I am. And he reaches out his hand and gives it a firm handshake. I do so enjoy that you are here and you can make an appearance at my humble little theater. Well, this place is freaking huge. <laughs> well, I see how your sense of culture is. I'm two. <laughs> he is two. I mean, that doesn't change what I said, but anyway. <laughs> God, I miss Marlo. <laughs> so, Mr. Gray, I really do appreciate all of these theatrics and all of these grand events. And uh, I, I take it that you're celebrating some kind of achievement of some sort or honoring some sort of commemorative event. Uh, I, what I'm getting at is uh, what exactly is the cause for all of this merrymaking? I apologize once more as I have not made myself 100% clear, but... I have just opened up a new exhibit in my grand banquet hall, and I'd love for you all to take a look. It is a exhibition of all of the art that I have collected over the years. Well. Well, that sounds like the place we want to be, doesn't it, Marlowe? Indeed. I am somewhat of a connoisseur, after all. Us vampires do love our portraits. Uh, seeing as mirrors don't really do the trick, it's the closest alternative we have. So, if this is where the next stage of the events will be, then I suppose we shall take our leave. Is there anything else that I can get for our esteemed host while he is here before us? Well, actually, I... Would love to see a portrait of all of you hanging in my hall eventually. So I would love it if you were to get your portraits done. Can I roll like an insight or something on that? Uh, sure. Roll insight. Can I do that as well, please? Sure. Oh, that looks good. That looks good. Uh, nine on the die plus one ten. Oh, my God. I'm so good at insight. 18 plus five. Oh, oh damn. My gosh. Yeah. I need to insight more often. Uh, please don't. <laughs> With an 18 on that insight. Plus five. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 23. Take another 23. <laughs> With that 23 insight, something about these paintings is what's the cause and source of the weirdness in town. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Dorian and I'm gonna say, yes, I think we we very much should check out your gallery as as quickly as we possibly can. Please do. I've worked ever so hard on it, after all. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Dan, I'm assuming a 10 gets me jack shit, right? <laughs> a 10? This Dorian guy is real suspicious. <laughs> cool. Um, when he was, like, mentioning the portraits, I'm like, I don't know. I've been told I crack mirrors before. I don't want to set a portrait on fire. Oh, buddy. Oh, please. I'm sure you are quite beautiful under there, under all of that make up all of that costume. I would love to have a portrait of you. And in fact, I would love to have an entire wall dedicated to you. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Dorian. I take his hand. I put it up right to like, because, you know, like the top part of my chest is shown because, you know, super small shirt and super tight. <laughs> I make sure his hand touches one of the stitches and I look him dead in the eye and says, this isn't a costume. Well, if that isn't a costume, then you are by far the most fascinating thing that I've ever seen. Well, I certainly must speak with you more. Oh, no. You are living, yes? Or are you not? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, Mary's like, oh, I have never been called fascinated before. This is, <laughs> oh, no. Can I use, I'm going to friggin' abuse this, my message cantrip to Mary. Go for it. And Dorian, roll Arcana. Yes, sir. I'm going to kind of position my head so it's the mask facing towards Dorian and I'm going to try and message Mary. I'm like, Mary, I don't trust this man, but I think we should play along right up until we get to the portraits. But don't, don't get a portrait. I've got a very, very bad feeling about that. He seems way too excited. I kind of like take a mental note, like a check mark, and I go like, well, I don't think I've ever been called fascinated before. That's, that's new and to answer your question technically i'm uh, i mean my my heart's beating i breathe i need to breathe um <laughs> just going down the checklist yeah you know just all all the regular stuff so uh yes question mark i guess i see oh and by the way i got a 22 on the roll <sighs> yeah. with your 22 arcana you don't necessarily intercept the message but you get the implication of what's going on. And you can tell that there is something very magically amiss about both of the people in front of you. Okay. These two you might not have as much success with in your grander plan. Hmm, don't like that. And clocking that, Dorian takes a look back towards the monster in front of him and says, You know what? You're better than just a portrait. No, I I believe that the, dare I say, artwork that it took to create you, that bears something more. And then I look back toward Larry. How much? Ho, ha, ho, ha. Huh? How much for the big one? Oh, um, uh, money is no obstacle. Oh, boy. Uh, what the? Inspiration, <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. We're about to kill this guy, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Come over. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, hold up one minute. Um, I'm. Are you trying to buy me? <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry, uh, Mr. Gray. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's drop an offer. No, I just glare <laughs> over at Marlo. I'm like, you son of a bitch. You know I'm not for sale. Let's hear him out first. <laughs> How much do you think he's worth? Judging by the craftsmanship. And he, he takes a look around and he says, Hmm, yes, well, how does 500,000 gold pieces sound? I would pay more. However, I'm not too keen on the whole having a free will portion. <laughs> that was a mistake on the artist's part, I believe. But other than that, fascinating creature. And fascinating proposal for 500,000. It sounds as though you have something that needs protection. And this good gentleman over here does specialize in that sort of interaction. Mm -hmm. 
What might you be putting him to use for? That might raise the price on his head quite a bit, depending on the necessity of his services. Larry's trying so hard to keep himself together. He hates this whole conversation. (laughs) He's like, the the worth of something is not monetary value. (laughs) I think I know what Marlo's doing, and I kind of like it. I I know. He's he's trying to get information out. That's why I'm, like, keeping my composure. But... (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, Jordan? Mm Mm-hmm. Evens or odds? Odds. Okay, odds... Mary somewhat had, thinks there's a plan. Evens, I go batshit. If you go batshit. Odds, I got, there's a plan. There's, I, there's okay, a plan. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Who, who, who? I was like, oh man, are we doing this all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to regain my composure a little bit and then just kind of at a sideways glance at Mary, like give him a little wink. But you can't see my other eye, so it just looks like I blink intentionally at you. all you see in mary's eyes is just the old barbarian rage that's bubbling like when i went into a rage when we fought victor when we fought the false high all the anger is just right there ready to pop like a pressure cooker but i am just keeping calm because there must be a plan to this but i am just i'm at a hair trigger right now oh i'm right there with you buddy uh, Dorian is, meanwhile, lifting your arms and poking you in places, <laughs> like trying to figure out exactly how you were put together. Uh, and I-, I step in. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, that's a little uh, up in personal before any details have been discussed. Um, but uh, never mind that. Um, if you would like to continue discussing what the greater plans are with Marlowe, why don't we take a walk to your gallery? 1.5 million. 1.5 million. You want my services. It's going to cost you 1.5 million with a million up front and the rest after the job is done. Marlo is very impressed. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, huh? And for the record, it is a service for a job. I am no one's property. Well, you heard him. Dorian looks over at you, looks over at the other two. (laughs) I did hear him, but I'd like to hear you speak. What is this, this beast to you? He is to me what he is to you, a means to an end. <gasps> All right, I'm killing everybody. That's it. <laughs> and that being said, we can still work out the terms of the agreement, you and I. Mental middle finger to Marlo. But if you want the tenacity of what this one is capable of, I would suggest that you listen to his offer. And in the meantime, you tell me what it is that you would need him to be protecting. Any object or objects protecting a specific person well how do i put it my not only opera house but also my gallery are full of just the most divine paintings that you'll ever see while i can show you those i do have to point out that well there are those that would seek to 
steal or do damage to some of my property. And, well, I can't have that now, can I? I can think of a few people who might want to do that. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so frustrating trying to take on the guise of the Phantom, hearing Dorian spout and Marlo spout the same kind of BS that Phantom spouted about the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> of just like, oh, did you find the one thing I wouldn't cross to keep this guise up? This paper thin guise. <laughs> <sighs> what do you have to say on the matter, Mr. Phantom of the Opera? Ah, uh, you know, it's an interesting proposition, uh, a, a, a tool, a means to an end, very important, very valuable. But like Marlowe said, knowing the details is very important to see if, if... He would be able to even serve that purpose. We don't know what your grand scope is. And wouldn't it be a shame if you got something that just didn't work for your needs? What I will say, let's backpedal away from this entire conversation and enjoy <gasps> some of the festivities. Give you some time to think on our offer. So we shall head over to the banquet hall and... I heard your invitation there. Are there any other places around town that I may be invited or specifically not invited? I would not like to <laughs> overextend my welcome here. Well, that, that all depends on you, my dear. Where would you like to go? I simply want to see what festivities this town has to offer. And in particular, I would love to take a look around the local mausoleum and see... If there's any particular coffins that might have some inspiration for my own, hmm. would I be allowed to do that, or would that be off-limits to me? I believe that would be perfectly fine. You may head wherever you'd like. Excellent. I appreciate your invitation to prowl around the mausoleums and graveyards to take a look for the coffins. Well, I hope you find what you're looking for, and I hope that you enjoy yourself greatly. I certainly will. Now, I will not deign to keep you any longer. If these two have more to say, that's on them, but I shall make my way over to the festivities. Nope, I'm quite good. And Marlo's going to disappear into a puff of mist. Fare thee well. <laughs> I look over to the phantom and like, well, I guess I should be... Getting some culture, isn't that right, Phantom? Yes, that's that's what we're here for anyways. Let's go see the sights. Thank you so much, Mr. Gray, for your hospitality. It's been wonderful. Yes, of course. In fact, let me show you around. <sighs> and he places a hand on both your backs and leads you out. Ah, uh, this feels familiar. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Dorian, as you are taking them out, are you taking them directly to the banquet hall? Are you taking them backstage to rendezvous with Christine? Are you taking them out on the town? I am going to take them to the banquet hall. And uh, from then, I'm going to try to slip away. All right. Duly noted. Let's go back to team backstage. 
team mischief. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Phantom. What are my modes of ingress to this room? So you were looking specifically for essentially like an overlooking window that you could try to replicate the mirror thing from the musical in, correct? Yeah, but I would just be coming in here. Like, I'm not going to lead her out through it. I just want a cool entrance. So I will say there is the door. There is a couple of overhanging windows. And that's about it. It's a fairly small dressing room. However, for the style of your entrance, go ahead and roll performance. No, no. Okay, inspiration. I'm using inspiration. (laughs) It's the same number. Unfucking believable. All right, well, with my plus seven, that's a 15. (laughs) With a 15... I would say that you don't make an embarrassing entrance. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) I've entered the room blandly. (laughs) But I have come here for one purpose and one alone. I've come to claim what is mine, what I've trained, what I've honed, what is rightfully mine with my music, my music. And Christine is going to make a con save on the conch. Hell yeah, Erin, yeah! (laughs) And that is a 17. So as she is just kind of going through the motions of getting changed for the masquerade. She hears you and her eyes widen. Her trance breaks through momentarily and she feels as she gasps again, her voice returns and she very hurriedly whispers under her breath, those eyes that find me here, those eyes that burn. And if he has to kill 1,000 men, The Phantom of the Opera will kill and kill again. And she looks over her shoulder at you, terrified, and sees the darkness spiraling out of your eyes as you loom over her. Come, Miss Daae, no need to be dramatic this time. (laughs) I've sort of gotten over the whole Paris phase. Let me have a look at you. And I use the pocket watch to cleanse my blindness. Oh. All right, so your next long rest, you get no long rest. Womp womp. But you get the immediate benefits of a long rest, so your blindness is gone. However, I will say now, if you start to use it in succession, without breaks in between, you will start to accumulate sleep debt. Got it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What is that? Which is basically just exhaustion. Oh. Oh, okay. Fair enough. In any case, Miss Daye, as something of a (laughs) twist on our form, I am here to rescue you. I heard your performance, Christine. It was out of key. And she is going to take a moment to try to gather herself. As she looks up at you and sees the dark magic dissipating from around you, takes a breath in, calms herself, and says, I have never escaped from you. I don't know what you want of me. But if you're here to rescue me, then please tell me, is what you have to offer any better? I I feel as though in my reckless and feckless youth, I probably was not able to properly communicate with you what our situation was. And for that, 
Genuinely, Christine. I apologize. But I found new things, new magics, and new paths. So here's what I have to offer. That little sensation you just went through, uh, that, that voicelessness, a temporary side effect of this conch, and I'll flourish it. Within it, I can capture your voice in sound, in effectiveness, and I can use it for myself. I can own what is rightfully mine. And then you'll get your voice back in some period of time, depending on the fortitude of your constitution. So as long as I get you out of here and away from whatever charlatan has you trained now, you can go free. I'm going to have her roll insight. I'm not even lying. (laughs) And that was a 19, so you're not even lying. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, you were at one point an angel overseeing me, but since then you have taken everything from me. And I, I know, I know that your life has been hard and I apologize for any contribution I might have had to that, but my life has been nothing but a life led in your shadow. And you've taken everything from me already, so if I give you this one last thing, I've already lost my dignity, but if I give this to you, will I ever have to see you again? And if the answer is no, then I'll consider it. Christine, you're right. And I will take a rare moment of introspection to recognize that the beauty of your voice is yours alone, and I have never respected that boundary. And I am continuing to not by stealing it from you. But I would like to recognize that momentarily. Um, Aside from the fact that I will probably try to hunt down Gustav and oversee any like school plays or anything that he might be in. You'll probably never see me again. Certainly you'll never have to interact with me again. What will giving my voice to you do for you? It's the most beautiful and incredible Christine. And he's gonna like gesture for her to sit down and He's actually going to sit down somewhat unceremoniously, not not posed, not anything. Christine, I led you to believe many years ago in that Paris Opera House, as I was confused myself, I led you to believe that I loved you. I've come to learn that I was obsessed and not necessarily with you. I fell in love with your voice. And it is with your voice that I would like to spend the remaining years of my life creating music. So let me understand this then. You are saying that the most valuable part of me to you is my voice. I'm certain you believe that's true. But answer me this then. When you had me in your possession in your lair, captured away from everything, when you had all of the power and all of the control. Why did you show me mercy and let me go, if all I am to you is my voice? 
well, if we're speaking cynically, of course, I can't have killed you at the time because you were the heart, like the holder of the voice. And obviously then the voice would be gone. And I didn't have a way to steal it at the time. Like I do now with this con. Shut up for just a moment and listen to me. I don't want to hear any of your cynical excuses. I want to hear genuinely from you. I'm not asking why you didn't kill me. I'm asking why you let me go. I don't... I don't have many friends, Christine. And you saw me even... And he's going to take off the, the skull mask and just set it down. Even the ugly and vulnerable parts. And... I mean, you're still here, right? You... Also, you tried to kill me. Hold up, that's... We'll deal with that later. (laughs) Afterwards. It is one of my deepest regrets that I did not intervene when your life was in danger. I do apologize for that, and you do deserve better than that. You do also deserve everything that came from that that's that's true i i do feel a friendship and a fondness for you christine though certainly not enough to stalk you around the countryside anymore i promise you that that's that's done (laughs) then here's what i will say i will give you my voice i will undo the training that my patron is putting me under right now. He is difficult to say no to. I'm sure you know a thing or two about being on the opposite end of that. I feel like it might be a little soon, but good burn. (laughs) (laughs) But I've seen compassion and mercy from you, and I have seen none from him. I do not know how much control of myself I will have and be able to maintain for long. Well, if it helps at all, I don't like him very much, and I can get my group together and we'll kick his ass till it's blue and gray. (laughs) It's already gray. Prove to me that I am wrong, that what I saw was just another one of your manipulations, that you really are no better than him. Look me in the eyes as you are now, with no mask, with no wig, vulnerable, not as the Phantom of the Opera, but as Eric. And tell me you are every bit as irredeemable a monster as everyone says you are. And that I was wrong for daring to dream that you could be something more. If you do that, I will give you my voice right here and now, no questions asked. Can you cast spells in reverse? Um, explain. I would like to stand up and make my red death outfit just fall into loose threads to the floor and be wearing the phantom outfit underneath. Absolutely. (laughs) Sick. So I'll do that. I'll stand up more or less how I was at the end of everything in the sewers looking down. Christine, we have to get you out of here. That's the truth. I'm not going to Come on. You you know we have to get you out of here. 
you have a life to live in nobody's shadow. I will tell you everything, but I have to know that you will be selfless enough to not give in to what he offers. Christine, I can give you a great many things, and I'm going to pull out a spare of my regular mask and put it on and sort of smooth (laughs) back my hair and it's turning back into, like, the wig. But I can't spoil the show for you, Christine. You'll have to... (laughs) Trust me. Honestly, I don't know what I expected. Every time my life has gone wrong was from trusting someone like you. But I'll be damned if I'm not going to do it again. I am placing my life, my dignity, everything that remains of me in your hands. Please do not make me regret it. What's the play? Dorian Gray is seeking to commodify me. The way that you are after my voice, he is after my aesthetic. My voice is, in fact, the one thing that he does not want. He is seeking to try and make me a proxy of some ideal, some fleeting fancy he once had. I apparently bear a striking resemblance to an old love of his he had in the past. One who he has gone through countless women trying to recreate, all of whom have fallen short. And one who is an alto. He is a very treacherous man. He has a great many people under his thumb, including me. My own free will in his vicinity seems to come and go. He caught me while I was alone, traveling this countryside, and is preying upon all of my insecurities, all of my weaknesses, all of my vulnerabilities. That still works, huh? I see it's still too soon. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. He will not take kindly to my voice returning to what it was. It will undo some of the work that he's done and put me under further strain. I have already been pushing myself into lower and lower registers, and it's I I fear it might damage what is left of my enthusiasm to perform, if not my ability to perform in general. Is performing... I mean, I don't want... Obviously, we're not going to let you get damaged. Put that one right in the box. That's that's (laughs) off on the side. Is performing something you're still going to want to do? It's the only thing I have that's mine. It's what my father wanted for me. It was the one spark of light and enjoyment that I had. All right. So here's the plan. I need you to sing the best you've ever sang for me on stage. I'm going to join you. And this is all a complete trauma replay, I understand. But I'm going to join you. And I'm going to use some magic to fake your death. And then you're just going to cut and run while presumably your patron throws some sort of tantrum and we just have to like engage in some sort of turn-based combat (laughs) system perhaps (laughs) but we're going to get you out of here christine i can get him to think that you are dead for at least long enough to drop any spell he has over you and i can make sure that he is in place distracted by like six really cool people it's too bad that you're going to be too busy to meet them they're really cool but we can hold him back and you can cut and run and don't stop running until I guess you feel like it. Hopefully Dorian Gray does not make it out of this. (laughs) He seems like a real (laughs) D-bag. Okay. 
I... Okay. In the meantime, and Phantom's going to uh, touch, or like, do the, like, chin up thing, and while he is, he's gonna cast a little healing word to keep her uh, vocal cords and stuff, like, healed. Like, feel better. Soothed. Unfortunately, the healing word is bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna say say it, like, over his shoulder, like, away, like, not making eye contact. It's clearly not, it's not an insult to her, but it was just established that that was his healing word. (laughs) I'm I'm getting some mixed messages from this. I'm so, it's the magic. I'm so sorry. I'm working on expanding my magic. Some of it, some of it was born of spite, if you can believe it. That yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Christine. I'm going to try to do a cool and exciting exit. I think you weren't paying attention when I flubbed it on the way in. So be very impressed as I as I leave. <laughs> I will. And if you can get close to him, you might be able to find a way to get him vulnerable, but just be careful about what he promises you. Thank you, Christine. And for what it's worth, um, it was actually nice to see you again. And then he darts out with just like the cape flapping behind as the as the door closes. Uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna need it. <laughs> and... As you leave and as your aura of music fades away, her eyes glaze over again. Shit, I did not do anything to fix that. Oh, well. (laughs) All right. And Jack, as you are up in the rafters, positioning yourself over the chandelier. He's he's still working his way up the stairs. Just just a few more steps. (laughs) This whole... This whole thing about being exhausted really sucks. <laughs> Why does it have to be so high? Uh, and after a couple more heaving breaths, he uh, he eventually gets up to the chandelier. That's awesome. And he's kind of hoping that people just won't be there or Phantom doesn't actually have the same plan as he had in the opera house. I'm going to roll a d20 on basically how much of the audience remains. Okay. That's a five. Yes. I mean, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad. I will say about 25% of the audience has left and three quarters of the audience still Uh, remains. The show's over. Go home. (laughs) It's like the end end of Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. Get out of here. So, uh, yeah, Jackal start kind of like familiarizing himself with the stabilizing cables and the singular thick chain that's there and kind of post up and he's uh, getting his jacket and mask back on. Oh yeah, we're suiting back up, baby. (laughs) It's action time. And as you are suiting back up, the splotches of visibility along your arm, the entire forearm is now visible by this point. I'm gonna take off my my gloved hand from the opposite hand and just kind of sit in the raptors and just kind of trace my fingers along the skin and kind of watch it move and almost admire the way that it looks and just try to remember what the rest of it might look like when this is maybe all done. Uh, Inspiration. Thank you. And then you see Phantom darting out of the dressing room. 
Jack, is it set up? Jack, is it ready to go? By the way, the audience is still there. I'm just screaming this up like across the whole theater. Uh, yeah, I should. Did we be yelling? It's fine. We should probably go to the banquet hall. I think that's where the patron said he was going to be. Uh, if everyone here could uh, scoot in towards the center. Oh, my God. <laughs> does everyone scoot towards the center? Roll performance. Or, no, persuasion. Okay, this die has been rolling only eights, so that's interesting. Uh, but persuasion is going to be plus seven, so 15. With a 15, some people continue to leave. Those that are standing around idly chattering hear you and just kind of blindly obey and step towards the middle. So it's now about 40% of the crowd has left and the 60 that remain scoot more towards the center. Perfect. Stay there. You're going to want to keep those seats. They're the best in the house. All right, Jack, we got to go to the banquet hall and cause some chaos. <laughs> and I'll just hop off the stage and run up the center aisle and out. But I just got up here. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. So he'll just <laughs> take the next however long it takes just to, like, finally get back down all the stairs. So cutting back to Dorian, Mary, and Larry. Yeah. Dorian is taking you into this grand, extravagant building. It is the newly reopened art gallery, and the banquet is all happening inside. It is very lavishly decorated, and you can see several people, um, a lot of the socialites in town, everyone is slowly making their way inside. You can see a few vampires off to the side towards a bar, while all the rest of the regular patrons are making their way in, admiring the paintings, taking their seats, and enjoying some food, socializing. As you all pull up into this gallery, I will turn it over to you, Dorian. And here we are. A pleasure, I'm sure. I'd like you all to make yourselves at home and to really socialize with everybody. Please be on your best behavior, if you will. <laughs> As we're walking in, despite his best efforts, Larry is very impressed and just like, oh, uh, and when you say, be on our best behavior, he's like, um, I assure you, the behavior we will be on will certainly be our best. Well, do whatever you can. <laughs> that is good enough for me. All right, well, I guess we walk on in. Do you continue moving with us, Doria? I want to kind of sit back right behind you while you're all moving your way through, just so I can watch you gawk and awe over everything <laughs> oh, going yeah. on around he's, here. He's gawking and awing. <laughs> and a woman at a check-in registry says, Oh, I see personal guests of Mr. Gray. Please, come on in, admire the paintings, find any available seat and join in the revelry. Will you all be participating in the contest? Uh, contest? What now? Oh, yes, I apologize. Once more, yes, there is a a little bit of a contest that I have set up where one Miss Daye will be joining us and I will have... Uh, give me one second. <laughs> Are you looking up the contest rules? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I can explain on my end. So, okay, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so essentially, Dorian is having a guessing game contest. He has slated for Christine to show up 
she and four other women of approximately the same size and build will all be wearing identical costumes, each in a different color. It is a essentially monochrome. I haven't decided on what the costume is, but essentially like a full <laughs> face mask and matching dress. And any socialites who are participating can place their guess at the end of the night for which of the identical costumed women is the real Christine Daye, all of whom have been instructed to not communicate verbally since Christine is a famous singer and is identified immediately from her voice. Anyone who correctly and successfully guesses which one is Christine will be entered into a pool where a winner will be drawn and given a personalized custom painting mm. from Basil Halward himself mm. to be part of the Halward collection, which you can see prominently displayed all throughout the art gallery. Yes, a winner will literally be drawn. Uh. <laughs> um, yes, all of that information. Ah, so uh, once again, you've buried the lead on us, Mr. Gray. Seems to be a, a running theme here. Yes, of course. I like to keep my guests on their toes, mm. so to speak. Well, I'm certainly on my tippy toes, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that giggle. Um, Dan, where are all the paintings? So basically with the layout of this building, there is a long, narrow hallway that wraps around the entirety of the building. Mm -hmm. All along those walls interspersed are various paintings. Mm -hmm. So they are just kind of all throughout the building. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to walk away and look at his paintings. As Mary's walking away, he goes, I'm going to go get me some culture. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do a side A over to Dorian. <laughs> I'm going to start perusing the paintings over here. Okay, go ahead and roll either Perception or Arcana. Ooh, okay. Uh, that is a grand total of 12. With a 12, it is an astonishingly lifelike painting. Huh, that's interesting. I go, pardon me, excuse me, just trying to squeeze by here to this patron over here to <laughs> I glance at the painting that she's looking Down at. This extremely narrow hallway. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm eight feet tall, so I'm like, um, begging your pardon, just try to squeeze through here. I know, I'm sorry, I'm large. Uh. <laughs> and as I'm, like, squeezing by her, I look at the other painting, and I assume I see another lifelike painting. All of the paintings that you see in this exhibit are extraordinarily lifelike and uh -huh. seem to have the very essence of the person that they are a portrait of within them. Okay. So the person behind the counter will chalk up Mary to, I will take that as a no on that one. Uh, for you, uh, in the opera gown and half face mask. Yes, that's me. Uh, will you be participating in the contest? You know what? Sure. Why not? All right. And she hands you over a slip of paper so that you can mark down officially your guess on which color palette is Christine. <laughs> And your name for the drawing. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> if I win, then Phantom wins a prize. Dorian is, by the way, looking over your shoulder. So I look at this form and I, I feel Dorian looming. And I just <sighs> begrudgingly, the ugliest squiggle dash, the Phantom. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. I win a prize. <laughs> Would I be able to read the phantom on that? <laughs> I don't know how good my handwriting is. I get uh, proficiency in sleight of hand. I, I would say that the handwriting is legible. <laughs> it's legible. 
Okay. As you write the phantom, Dorian is going to speak into your ear. <laughs> your real name, please. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna shake it off best I can. <laughs> well, I would consider that my real name, but if you want my civilian name, and then I just like Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no last name, you know, um, us artists, last name is so, uh, blasé. Oh, I believe they're quite fitting. As you are standing right in front of a plaque that says The Howard Collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, it, do it doesn't have Basil Howard, it just says Howard, you know? I guess to each their own, but that'll do. I will say I am sweating, like some little droplets of sweat are coming down. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and Dorian does know that you aren't the Phantom, oh, yeah. so he's kind of just messing with you at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm really grabbing onto this whole guy's <laughs> just barely. Dorian's just going to chuckle to himself every time he sees you start sweating. <laughs> All right. A whole lot of sweat. So, Bailey, mm -hmm. I want you to privately message me. Which color of Christine is the real Christine? Oh. Alrighty. Cool. Uh, Dan, any chance if I go to the middle, can I like eavesdrop on either one of these patrons in between me? Go ahead and roll perception. 18 plus 4, 22. Yeah, baby. With a 22, you overhear a patron that is looking at a portrait of themselves uh-huh staring up at it and saying do i really look that tired oh and then the next painting down you see another patron looking at another portrait of themselves and a little bit more confused and frantic and looking between some of the other paintings i could have sworn the expression on this painting was different a moment ago oh no <laughs> oh, no, 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 oh, shit. Oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I hear you laughing, Bailey. Hey, you stop that. <laughs> I glance up at his portrait, glance at him, glance back at the portrait, and do I notice that he looks tired? He looks fine. Uh-huh. The image of him on the painting looks like a slightly less flattering interpretation of him. I look over at the painting, I look over at him, and I'm like, apologies for overhearing what you just said, but to be perfectly honest, that painting does not do you justice, kind sir. I, I felt so grand about this portrait when it was painted of me, but uh, I, I don't know, I, perhaps I've had too much to drink. Thank you for the festivities. Uh, if, if I may, real quick, when was this portrait of you done? It's only been here for about a week. Well, I'm sorry to keep you, yes, um... You go, and I hope you feel better, good sir. Uh, much appreciated, and um, I, I do admire your costume, sir. Uh, yeah, a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> How is the uh, entryway lit? Oh, shit. <laughs> is it with candles? <laughs> it absolutely is. Not anymore, it's not. <laughs> Press the digitated darkness, all the candles snuff out, starting like left to right. Uh, and then there's like a cold wind on the back of Dorian's neck 
and then the flutter of a cape and standing right next to him is the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. The real <laughs> Phantom of, of the Opera. And Jack. We are the outcasts from the streets, you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste For the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid We know it's awful dreadful, but we like it Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call The world is falling apart, we'll never take it to heart Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Special thanks to our patrons, including Pink Shy Guy, The Lone One VA, Pyropat, CJ, The OG Phantom, Sparks Witty, Harley Q135, Rusty Halo, and Dire Beast. If you want to join our cult and hear your name entered into the pool of credit shoutouts, as well as get access to our fan Discord, bonus mini-campaigns, and one-shots, then head over to our Patreon and sign up for just five bucks a month. If you want to help us out in other ways, then spread the word to your friends and family, or leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com slash dndark. Dean Dark's cast this episode is Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, and Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein Monster. This episode also featured Bailey Figure Eight as Dorian Gray. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni, recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Additional music this episode was provided by Luca Longani. Listen to new episodes of Dean Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts extraordinarily lifelike. I'm going to wait for the garage. Hi, garage. Hi, garage. <laughs> That's me doing the garage. <laughs> A little flat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine, bitch. <laughs> 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 it was higher.